Happy New Year, Kingdom Influencing Nation. I want to get right into the Word of God. Um, really something pressing on my heart as we move into this new year about our position. And we need to get into position. We need to get into position. It, it's a simple but very difficult uh, road for us to navigate as human beings as people who love the Lord, yet we are contending with our own flesh, contending with our own wants, contending with our own desires. And then not only do we have the enemy within us, but then there are contentions around us. For some of us who are attempting to walk in obedience to the will of God, you are going through an open door or you are approaching an open door if you're approaching an open door, there are many adversaries that are coming at you. If you are going through an open door, there are adversaries in pursuit of you. But there's no way in the world that you can love God with your whole heart, soul, and mind, and there be no demonic attack. There be no unrest. There be no uncertainty. There be no times of trial and tribulation. There be no times of doubt. There be no times where you wonder whether or not you're going to be able to make it or whether or not you're going to be able to take it or whether or not you're going to be able to get through this season in your life. And I prophesy into your life right now that you can get through this, but we can only get through this in the presence of of God. We can only get through this when the Lord is our shepherd. We can only get through this when we understand that we can do nothing without God. And yes, I'm picking up in a sense where I left off, but I like to read a passage of scripture because it details a polemical season in the life of Jesus Christ. And I, I know that you're saying, well, he was, he was a God but he was also fully man and he was tempted in every way that we are tempted. He was tested in every way that we are tested. And what we want to do when we're reading scripture is look at the son of God, look at his test and look at his resolve to please the father. Listen to that word resolve to please the father. And this, this word here, um, before I get into it, you know, share it with some of your friends. I believe it'll bless your new year. I believe it's the way that God wants us to start off the new year. And I believe it will help provide course correction for many of us because this time, this dispensation, this season, this Kairos moment is not to be taken for granted. It is time for us to get ourselves together or to get ourselves in gear, but to get ourselves in the right posture and the right position to hear thoroughly, clearly, concisely, precisely what God is saying to us. And this type of hearing is not without its trial. It is not without its tribulation. So let's prepare ourselves for the coming warfare but if you prepare for war prepare for victory
I'm going to read from John chapter 13. I'm just going to read um, eight verses, eight or nine verses, and uh, and just just begin to just kind of hash this out a little bit. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to be to, to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And I, I want you to realize that every one of us has a, a time in our life where the hours come, where the rubber meets the road, where it's time. To, I remember the movie Glory to ante up and kick in, where it's time to, to put away childish things. Everyone under the sound of my voice has moments like this where you realize that the tables are turning and you are being activated by the Lord. And I love this scripture, this verse, because it says that while Jesus was in the earth, during the context of his ministry, he loved his people. He loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. And so even on the cross, even with this last breath, Father, I commend my hands, I, I commend my spirit into thy hands. Jesus was loving his children. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. So while Jesus is prepping his disciples uh, for the future, he, he's preparing them for what he'd like to do. He's getting ready to model ministry for them. The enemy is already attacking because to get 12 men ready to begin to evangelize the known world, that's an open door. And where there are open doors, there are many adversaries. Well, this time there's this one adversary who's coming uh, himself to infiltrate the the uh, group or the discipleship group, the training group, the the mentees, the, the people that Jesus was prepping for a future generation. Uh, he infiltrated his heart and his name was, of course, Judas Iscariot. And this is the man who would betray, betray Jesus. Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hand. And that's something you and I need to know that God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's given you the power that you need through the, the Holy Spirit. We have power, okay? We have deutimous power, which is uh, the might of God. We also have uh, ex exousia power, which is the authority of God. We have those two credentials that God have given us. And, and we also need to know that we have come from the Father, and that we will go back to the Father. So in essence, our goal is not just to go to heaven, but our goal is to go back to the Father. We get to keep our eyes on the prize. The prize is not heaven because that's the place that God created, but the prize is to be in the presence of God, which happens to be in heaven. All right? So the prize is God himself, and that's what's got to keep us going. So then verse four says, he rose from the supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. He prepared himself for servanthood. And after that, 
he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Can you imagine the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords bowing on his knees before uh, represent representatives of humanity to wash their feet? Why? Because his father told him to do so. And whatever his father told him to do, he did it. He was the ultimate example of humility. Um, and we need to understand, and I've always said this, humility is the platform for exaltation. But God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. And of course, Jesus was humble. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I am doing, you do not understand now but you will know after this. So get the scenario where Jesus is trying to teach these men who don't have a clue about who he is and what his assignment is. They still don't understand what's going on. With many of us who are in leadership, when you come into a setting where people don't understand what you're teaching or why you're teaching or where you're trying to take them or what you're trying to prep them for, frustration sets in and it sometimes tempers the moment but Jesus kept the focus, kept his eye on God, kept his eye on the assignment. He was not moved by the ignorance or the nonchalance or the uh, befuddledness of his people. He did what he had to do. He stayed focused in the moment. So Jesus answered Peter and said to him, what am I doing? What I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this, Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And of course, Peter responded, Simon, Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus uh, continued to talk and they shared. And but he came to this place where he told them who would betray him. But they still did not understand. So I want to say something to all of us who are going through, because like I said, when you're doing ministry, there's crisis, there's situations, there are, are family issues, marital issues, financial issues, and maybe you're having a season where all of those things are, are in place and in order, but there are other contentions and other spirits and other things trying to draw you away. I can't be in your life, but you can take a lens of discernment to your life and you can look inwardly at yourself to see if there's contentions in your spirit, outwardly to see if your familiar or your family is doing well or your marketplace position, but somewhere on your plane of ministry, there are the attacks of the enemy because he is a relentless warrior who does not give up. What well, I want to say this to you, that Jesus was in a similar time uh, or season of crisis. He was in the midst of betrayal. There was mounting satanic attacks. They were The demons were preparing for him. There was the blindness of his own uh, men, his inner circle, confusion of his inner circle. They, even when he told John who 
the betrayer would. He who dips his hand uh, in this with this bread, in this bowl with me, he is my betrayer. They still did not see it. They they couldn't imagine that the one who would betray them was one who had walked with them. That's why when we're in ministry, we have to keep our head on a swivel. We have to watch as well as pray. We have to know the enemy is the craftiest, the slickest uh, 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 foe that we'll ever face in our in our lifetime. Uh, so you have to understand, in this season of Jesus' life, there was there were viruses being downloaded even into the heart of his own people, right into the heart of Judas. Satan slipped in him unawares and gave him the impetus to be the betrayer of the Son of God. And yet, all of these things were working together for the good. Whatever you're going through right now, all of these things, I don't care if it's sickness or dismay or discouragement or doubt or fear, whatever is attacking you right now, God has already placed victory over your tragedy. He's placed triumph over your tragedy. He's placed uh, 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 power to overcome. And we know this, we overcome with the words of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb has made his sacrifice. He was slain from the very foundation of the world. But now we have to pass the test. And I know you've heard this before. But this season, in this season, we have to pass the test. We have to pass the test whether there's rebellion in our life, lies or betrayal, self-serving uh, people, people who are not willing to make the sacrifice, people who are going to berate you. I, I'm using these terms because these were the terms that Jesus was coming against. He was walking through a gauntlet of lies and rebellion and betrayal. He was walking through a gauntlet of being berated, tortured. He was emotionally abused, mentally abused, physically abused, all-night interrogation, embarrassment, harassment, betrayal, all of these things coming upon him, and yet he stayed focused on the cross. He stayed focused on his assignment. He stayed focused on the Father, focused on the Father. He stayed focused on the Father. I'm repeating it because we need to stay focused on the Father and the Father's will for my lives. Jesus knew how to avert crisis, how to serve the will of the Father by turning away his eyes and his thoughts from those external things that would cause distraction to the Father who was in heaven. He lifted his head above his situation to the Father who he came from and the Father whom he would return to. He knew he was going to be betrayed. But for us, he set a standard, a bar, a culture for today of servanthood in the midst of 
everything that you're going on, we must continue to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and to serve the people that he has put in our lives, whether it's from the perch of a mother, a father, a pastor, a teacher, a leader, a fireman, it does not matter. Police officer, whatever our trade is, whatever our title is, whatever it is that God has given us to do and assigned us to do, some in the church, some outside of the church, some in the ecclesiastical setting, some in the marketplace, but we must continue to serve the Lord in spite of the attacks of the enemy because he who serves is greatest in the kingdom of heaven and who's chief among you but he who serves the lord even in this setting jesus served and washed judas's feet in spite of the fact that he knew judas was coming against him but jesus also know knew that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities powers um, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places and not against people. He knew who he was wrestling with. And in spite of Judas's plan that was placed in his heart by Satan himself, a downloaded virus, he was willing to wash his feet. Love your neighbor, love your enemy as you love yourself. So, Jesus was the master of aversion. And I said this, and I want to remind you again, when we're going throughout the course of our salvific walk, let's not be so focused on just going to heaven, but let's be focused on getting into the presence of God, back to the place from which we come, and in his presence we will find fullness of joy that will more than compensate you for the things that you've gone through on this side. So don't necessarily look for compensation on this side. If God blesses you on this side, that's wonderful. But our true and distinct blessing is in the arms of the Father who sent us to this earth to be used of him and to fulfill the kingdom mandate over our lives. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, stay focused on the Father and go into the nations and influence them with the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs>